Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I'm so glad you're joining me today. This is um, the first day of October, as a matter of fact, October the 1st, 2020. So we're still not out of the woods yet, but it's sure looking better. Today we're going to be talking about the window replacement industry. And what I love to be able to do for you listeners is to really spotlight industries that are using the franchise model as a delivery method. And that's all it is. Franchising, the franchise model is just another way for a a company to deliver their products or their service using that to help them to expand. So I recently read an article that went like this. U.S. demand for windows and doors is forecast to advance 3.8% annually to $33.3 billion by 2023. Continuing growth in building construction activity will promote and the demand for windows and doors. Additionally, as older buildings are refurbished and remodeled, windows and doors are often replaced and installed for their, uh, because of furthering their demand. So today we're going to be talking with Scott Groves. Scott has over two decades experience in the business growth, franchise development, and the sales side of the window replacement industry. Today, he is Vice President of National Expansion at Windows Direct USA, which is a manufacturing manufacturer direct dealer of replacement windows, doors, and bathroom remodeling products. Help me in welcoming Scott to the show. Hey, Scott, welcome to the show. Hi, Linda. It's nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, you know, I, you think about the, the window replacement industry, and y- y- I, I've never thought about that as being a franchise. Now, before we start talking to, uh, specifically about Windows Direct, tell me a little bit about your background in this industry and what drew you to Windows Direct. Well, my background in the industry is I have been a, uh, let's just say, a window executive, um, primarily focused on business growth, sales growth, and uh, franchise expansion, uh, as you said, for the better part of two decades. And I've worked for a couple of the largest window companies in the country, and I helped grow one other uh, replacement window company from their roots uh, into a national brand, and then that's uh, that's the goal with Windows Direct USA to do the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, tell me a little bit about what is it that they offer. I know that you're saying that they offer replacement windows and doors, but specifically, what do those services look like? 
Well, we are truly a sales and installation business. So we are a complete business. There are some franchises out there that only offer one aspect of the business. Um, there's some where you're strictly a sales and marketing arm and you don't, you don't handle anything on the back end and vice versa. There are some businesses out there in our industry that only handle the back end of the business, but we, we are a true sales and installation business. Uh, so when I'm talking to a potential franchisee and they start asking me similar questions, I tell them that this is an actual business. You're going to handle all aspects uh, from the marketing to the sales, to the back end installations and customer service. Mm-hmm. So is this for residential only? Uh, primarily, yes. We do a little bit of commercial. That makes up a small percentage of the business that we do. But primarily, these are residential replacement windows for homes. Uh, and sometimes there, there will be businesses that are based out of a home. Uh, they can be doctor's offices, sometimes restaurants. Uh, and if they have those type of windows in the home, then absolutely uh, we can do that. In fact, uh, I was just up in Cincinnati, Ohio at our headquarters earlier in the week, and the burger place that uh, the owner, Chris Carey, uh, founder of the company, and I uh, had lunch at, uh, Chris had done windows at this burger restaurant because it was actually inside of a house. Mm. Mm. So how long can you anticipate the life of the original windows? Well, the new windows that are sold, so when we put windows in, they obviously have a lifetime warranty. So as long as that homeowner is living in the home, uh, those windows are covered against defects, uh, operational issues, uh, things like that. Um, but typically in our industry, uh, most manufacturers will say that a homeowner is going to replace windows about every 12 to 15 years, approximately. Wow. Wow. That's a big expense, Scott. Every 12 to 15 years? Every 12 to 15 years. And sometimes, wow. sometimes it actually has nothing to do with the performance of the window. Sometimes it's a, um, a change in beauty for the home. So sometimes mm. uh, a homeowner will just change the windows because they want a different look. Mm-hmm. Now, I live in Houston, and we have what we call, we don't call the soil soil or dirt. It's gumbo. And mm-hmm. so we have a lot of issues with foundations. Does that impact the windows? Foundation shifting in a home can absolutely affect the operation of a window. A lot of homeowners don't realize that when a brand new home is constructed, actually the first year or two is when the, the majority of the settling is what we would call it in the home take place. Uh, the home I live in now is not even two years old. And believe it or not, in certain corners, in certain rooms, there are cracks in the drywall from where the house wow. has settled and shifted. So that can actually hamper, uh, depending on where that settling is taking place, that can hamper the performance of a window, especially the operation. If you have a double hung mm-hmm. window, it may make it hard to slide up and down, or it may feel like it's got a sticking point somewhere. Mm-hmm. So the windows that you put in, do they help to keep the heat out where it's supposed to be and keep the AC in? They sure do. You know, all, all, 
all energy efficient windows today uh, do a pretty good job of that. Now, there are better windows and there are windows that are more economical, but the majority of replacement windows today, no matter what you have, are probably going to be at least slightly better, if not significantly better. But yes, mm -hmm. that's exactly what they're designed to do is, you know, if you live in a climate I live in Atlanta, Georgia. I know you live in Houston. We have mm -hmm. very hot, humid summers, a lot of sunshine. Uh, the windows do an excellent job at keeping that heat out of your home. Mm -hmm. Now, some of the houses that in the older parts of Houston, especially where people are coming in and buying the houses and refurbishing those, those are the old wood frame windows. And I remember growing up with those and where you would raise the window and put a stick underneath it to keep it up. And, mm -hmm. um, but when you put new windows in, do you have windows that would blend in with that, the, the look of the house, the older home? Uh, of course. Uh, although our windows are made out of vinyl, uh, they're a very high-grade vinyl. They're very beautiful. They're made from the road to look similar to wood windows, but obviously you're getting the high performance and lifetime uh, durability of the vinyl. Um, over the years, I've had a lot of customers, especially ones that live in, uh, let's say, more expensive homes, they might have had some apprehension of putting vinyl in their home. Well, we have wood windows mm -hmm. in here now, and I think that, you know, I think of wood as being more expensive and better looking. And what I've done in the past is I've either taken some pictures or I've pointed out some homes in their own neighborhood, sometimes in multi-million dollar homes that are actually vinyl. And then the, the customer will come back and say, Scott, I drove past those three homes you, you showed me from the road. I could not tell that they were not wood windows. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that they look so much better than, uh, some of the original, and, and a lot of times we do kind of turn our nose up at the, even the word vinyl. So tell me a little mm -hmm. bit about the doors. Are you, when, when you're replacing the doors, is it just the exterior doors? Yes, so, so we, we handle uh, entry doors, and then we also handle sliding patio doors. So we're not doing mm -hmm. interior doors inside of your home. Yes, these are all exterior doors. Mm -hmm. And are they customized or... Um, because I, I can't imagine that every door would, is going to be the same measurement. Maybe it is. They, but. No, no, no. You're, you're correct. Um, now, most newer homes, and when I'm saying newer homes, you know, homes built in the last 15 to 20 years, most of the sizes are standard. Uh, so there are some standard sizes, but those doors are still custom made one at a time. They're not just sitting, you know, somewhere waiting to be picked up. So when they, uh, uh, a customer is ordering their windows and they're, they're going to maybe do a couple of entry doors and a sliding patio door. All of those are going to be actually manufactured at the same time. Now mm -hmm. there are custom sizes and there are uh, openings that are out of the ordinary, whether they were by design or maybe the home is just older. Um, the further you go back, the less standardized the size mm -hmm. of the openings were. So, yes, mm -hmm. so we can custom make them for just about any opening. Mm -hmm. 
So as you're describing all this, Scott, I am thinking, I know nothing about doors. I know nothing about windows. Um, If I'm a prospective franchisee and I am looking at Windows Direct, would you even consider me? Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the most common questions that I get is, hey, I don't have any home improvement experience. I don't have any window experience. Um, does that mean I can't be a franchise, a franchisee? And that, the answer to that is absolutely not. Um, our first and successful franchisee in Louisville, Kentucky, it's a gentleman named Josh Pettit. Uh, he had no remodeling background whatsoever. And Josh is doing a phenomenal job in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, over my career of growing different companies, uh, franchise organizations, I would say that the mix, was probably about 50-50. About 50% of our franchisees did have a background in remodeling or windows, and about 50% uh, came from other industries. Mm-hmm. So if I don't have any experience and I'm doing good to, to use a measuring tape, then how are you going to train me? What kind, of, what kind of training do you offer your franchisees? Well, that's one of the things you asked me earlier, you know, kind of what drew me to Windows Direct USA. Um, I had been talking with Chris for a couple of months on and off before we actually uh, decided to come together. Chris was ready to grow his company, and we'll get a little bit more into that as we go on. But one of the things that drew me is that Chris has a very comprehensive training program. It's actually a whole week in Cincinnati at our corporate offices, and we go over the entire business model, sales process, installation process. We teach a a prospective franchisee everything they need to know about the business. And it doesn't end there. When they leave, part of my job and part of uh, Windows Direct USA is ongoing support. So just to give you an example, we may have – franchisees that come to us that have certain skill sets. Let's just say somebody's really good at sales, but they know nothing about installations or they know nothing about other parts of the business. Once they go through training, they're going to have a pretty good idea, but they still might feel unsure about certain parts of the business. And that's what we're here for. We're here to support them, help them get up and running until, you know, they feel very independent and uh, ready to take the reins uh, all by themselves. So as a a brand new franchisee is looking to launch their business, um, Mm -hmm. and I certainly can't put the windows in, I need to look for technicians or I need to look for, um, for someone that can actually do that. Is that something that Windows Direct helps their franchisees with? Yes, we, we obviously teach them how to look for the right installers, Uh, when the time is right, how to find a production manager or an installation manager, some people would call them. Uh, And again, we know some people don't have that experience. So we're going to be there to kind of hold their hand at the beginning. Uh, In the past, I've actually sat in on phone interviews with potential installers. Uh, We'll help people in certain markets. The installation part of the business is going to be a little bit different in every market around the country, believe it or not. Uh, Homes and windows that are installed in, let's say, Houston, Texas, or Austin, Texas, they're going to be done Mm -hmm. slightly different than windows that might be installed in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's part of, like, my experience in the business. 
and I can help those um, new franchisees hire and then uh, kind of guide and be able to oversee these installers uh, as they first start out. Mm-hmm. So I've got my installers and I am ready to go. Where do I find customers? Is that something that that Windows Direct helps with uh, generating some leads for franchisees? Yes. So it's it's sort of a two pronged system. Um, first and foremost, we offer a turnkey marketing program, and what that means is the new franchisee they're going to spend marketing dollars somewhere. We do allow them if they want. We don't recommend this, but if they want to try to go about it on their own and try to find their own advertising sources and try to find the best rates and they can, but what we did and what, what Chris was very, very, very smart to put together was a turnkey marketing program where we have a call center in Cincinnati that is able to uh, accept those inbound calls and schedule your appointments for you and help you with some customer service things. We have an offline Uh, So anything that's not digital or online, we have an offline marketing agency, and then we have a digital marketing agency. And these are home improvement improvement specific agencies. We set up the relationship for you. And as a new franchisee, you'll sit down with these folks and you'll discuss what your advertising budget is. They'll do an analysis on your market. And then they'll let you know, you know, based on what your budget is, here's where we think your money would be best spent and this is how you'll make your best impact. Mm -hmm. And and that's a, that's great because so many, a brand new franchisee is um, they're, they're not in it to learn how to do the marketing. You know, they're in it to, to build a business. And in your case, it's um, window replacement business. So do you also help them to identify like referral partners, you know, somebody out there that is working in that industry that could refer business to them. We do, and you bring up a good point. Referral business is one of the quickest and best ways to grow your business. So when a new franchisee starts out, obviously they are going to be spending marketing dollars and trying to sell those first few jobs. But once they start to sell some jobs, and once they make some relationships within their community with other partners, referrals will start to come in, and that really gets the wheels turning. Refer- I like to put it this way. If you really want to be a successful franchisee, you should really, really, really concentrate on referral business. But uh, yeah. to, your orig- to your original question, yes, we kind of point them in a direction of, these are the types of people you should kind of partner up with, and mm-hmm. they may be able to refer, refer leads to you. You may be able to refer leads to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So as I'm thinking about this and, and um, a business, uh, a Windows Direct business, do I have to have a warehouse to house these windows? Yes. So again, it is a traditional business. And at the beginning, and we teach our franchisees this at training, you want to start out small and reasonable. So you're going to, you're typically going to get a small warehouse space that has maybe one or two offices up front. In some places they call these flex spaces, but you want to, Mm -hmm. you're going to want to start out small, keep your cost low at the beginning And you also want to identify, again, these are things we'll teach them at training. You want to identify opportunities where 
let's just say, um, I won't even put a square footage on it. Let's just say you have a small warehouse space and you've got one or two offices up front. Well, the last thing you want to do is sign, say, a two-year lease because maybe it saves you $100 a month or maybe it saves you $150 a month because what more than likely will happen is six months later, you're going to be really growing and you might outgrow that space. So you want to have mm-hmm. that flexibility to be able to move to a bigger space. Now, in mm-hmm. some cases, your landlord, a, a lot of property managers that would uh, be overseeing these types of spaces, they will have bigger spaces. So if you identify that at the beginning, it could be this really smooth transition. So you start off with a smaller space that doesn't cost you so much. Once you really start to grow, you move into a slightly bigger space and then so on and so forth. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, Scott, we need to take a commercial break here. When we come back, do you happen to have some stories? I love stories. So do you happen to have some stories um, from window direct customers or some franchisees that you could share with us? Absolutely. Great. So, folks, stay with us. We're going to take a real quick commercial break. We'll be back with more from Scott Gross and Windows Direct. House Talk Radio. Join Tony and Wendy Gambone on House Talk Radio, where they talk all things house. From tips on home repairs and remodeling to best practices on buying and selling a home, hiring contractors, home loans, and insurance, as well as decorating ideas and how to get the most bang for your buck. If you would like more information about House Talk Radio, go to housetalkradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come. Contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey, folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. We are talking about the window replacement industry, and we're here with Scott Groves. So, Scott, I ask if you happen to have some stories you could share with us. Oh, sure. So, uh the first one that comes to mind would be a customer story. And this is a specific story, but this sort of theme um, we see come up again and again. Uh, I can remember uh, this, this was an older lady, uh, very sweet. Um, she was a widow and uh, she was looking for windows for her home. And a common thing from customers is that when they think about buying any type of a home improvement project, they get nervous. They think, okay, this is going to be maybe a not so pleasant experience. So she was already telling me, you know, Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm not buying anything today. I'm I'm probably not even going to buy from you. My, and, and she started throwing out the name of another company. I always do business with XYZ company. I always mm-hmm. do business with XYZ company. And I said, that is fine. You know, we're, we're just here to um, try to service your needs. We'll show you what we have. And maybe it's a fit, maybe it's not. And so I'll speed up to the very end. At the very end, um, I present her with the, the, the price and I would already shown her the products and I could tell she really liked them. And um, she says, Scott, I, I think I'm ready to go ahead and move forward. 
And, and I said, well, well, wait a minute, you know, uh, about 90 minutes ago, you were telling <laughs> me that you weren't buying anything today and that you always do business with XYZ company. And I said, what happened? And I wasn't obviously trying to talk her out of a sale. And, and here's what we hear again and again. And she said, well, I had done business with a certain company in the past. And, and they did more than just Windows. This was a company that did different things. In fact, um, what had happened was they had butchered a kitchen project for her. And then they, mm. never, took, they never took care of her after mm. the sale. So mm. they made the sale. You, and you, I'm sure you've heard that over and over again. Mm. And so we get, that's a common theme that we hear a lot. But when Chris Carey, our founder, started this company, one of the things that he really focused on was that this was going to be a, what I call a customer-centric company. The customer comes first and everything revolves around doing the best possible job you can for that customer. And heaven forbid, and, and we're only human, there are going to be mistakes occasionally. But if there is a mistake, take care of it. Take care of that right. customer. And they'll be a customer for life. And they'll, they'll, they'll really, we were talking about this when I was up in, in Cincinnati, some of your best referral, uh, referral customers are ones where there was an issue and you took mm-hmm. care of it. And it makes them feel so calm that, you know what, I know I can trust Windows Direct USA and refer them to my family and friends because if something happens, they are going to take care of it and stand behind it. Yeah, great story there. Great story. And then I'll give you just one quick one about a franchisee. So we were, you asked a great question about how do they find their installers and do we help them? Well, I had a franchisee years ago. This was with another company, but he was the kind of guy that he wanted to do it himself. And so we had offered help and, and uh, he's like, I'm, I'm going to hire this installation manager and, and this, that, and the other. So on the very first job that this installation team was doing for him, um, now we didn't know this at the time, but what had happened was it was only an eight window job. It took this gentleman and his crew like a week to do eight windows and a good installer can do 15 to 25 windows in a day, him and his crew, not one gentleman, but wow. him and his crew. And, and, and uh, so uh, a, a week or two had went by and this franchisee calls me up and he says, Scott, he says, I may need your help with, uh, with my installation team here. And I said, what's the problem? Cause I didn't know at the time. And he says, um, we're not getting anything done and I can't make any money this way. And I said, right. what do you mean you're not get, getting anything done? And then he told me that it was taking this guy like a week to do eight windows. So we obviously had to get him fixed up with the right kind of people. And then, uh, then he was off and running. So, mm-hmm. so those would but be the two, that two stories me, I would have. And what that tells me, Scott, is that it is so critical for a new franchisee when they have an issue Raise the flag, so to speak. That's what you guys are there for. That's right. That's right. The ongoing support is really, it's what separates uh, franchises from other franchises. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a a friend who he owns, he actually owns multiple franchises in different industries. And in one of the industries he's in, and this is, this is also can be typical uh, with different franchise businesses, but he had started his business. Paid a lot of money for it. And about a year later, he was sort of struggling. So he called him back up and he says, hey, 
would it be okay if I go through the training again? And they said, sure, but it's going to be, and they gave him a big number. And he was like, well, but I paid, paid a lot of money a year right. ago. And they said, if you, if you want to go through training again, it's going to be this much additional. So he paid wow. it. So he, he goes back to training and he actually meets the founder of the company when he was there. And he says, hey, they were having a conversation. He goes, let me run something by you. Here's a problem that I keep running into. And he gave him this scenario. He said, back when you used to do this, how did you handle it? And he said, Uh-oh. the founder of that company looked right at me and said, I've never done it. Oh, I just, my. This was, this was an idea that I came up with, and we build a business around it. But he had never done it himself. Oh my and gosh. That, that, that blows my mind. I mean, I'm a former window company owner. I actually owned a franchise at one time. Chris, obviously, uh, our founder, he worked for another window company. Uh, he didn't really like how they did business. And when he started Windows Direct USA, he had in his mind, here is what we want to do. Here's how we're going to take care of the customer. Um, but we've done it. We've, we've yeah. been there. We've got our hands dirty. We've actually run the business before. So when people ask those questions, we can relate to them. Wow. That speaks so much for the leadership team. Uh, before we move on here, Scott, how have y'all managed through the pandemic? As I said at the top of the show, folks, it's October 1st, 2020. And I know that, that, um, that the business uh, economy is certainly opening up more, but there was a time it wasn't so open. So how did y'all support your franchisees during that really tough time? Well, that's a wonderful question, but believe it or not, our industry has actually thrived during the pandemic. And, and we did not know that that would happen, but it does kind of make sense. And I'll kind of go backwards first, and then I'll get back to your question we know, those of us who've been in the industry long enough know that when we're in a recession as a country or there's bad economic times, believe it or not, the home improvement industry typically increases during those times. And mm-hmm. here's why. It's, it's a common sense thing. People stop buying homes or looking to move when there's uncertain economic times. So what do they do? They fix up what they have. So home improvement tends to go up. So now let me fast forward to the pandemic. Well, again, think about it from a common sense perspective. Uh, you know, I've seen big numbers. I don't know how true they are, but I've seen anywhere from, you know, 50 to 80% of the workforce was working from home at one time. Well, yeah. when you're at home, what are you doing? You're looking at everything around your home. Well, Hey, Maybe I need new windows. Hey, maybe I need a new door, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And our business exploded. So, you know, we're up, uh, don't hold me to this exact number, but I believe Chris said that we're up like 40% in this year, the pandemic year, uh, over just last year. And last year was a record year for us. So it's it's been phenomenal. Yes. Mhm. Mhm. Congratulations on that. But it's one of those Thank situations you. that, you know, um like I've said before, this is the pandemic is not something that was included in your 2020 business plan. That's right. So, some people 
some industries were hurt pretty hard. The the food service industries, hospitality, yes. those were hit pretty hard. And you never know what industry is going to come out of that. The secret is the leadership team that guides them through it. So guiding some uh, your company through a huge explosion of business is is a good thing, but there's still it still puts stress on it because there's that's, still growth, you know. That's right, and and you know when when it first happened uh, back in the springtime, you know Chris really took a hard look at okay how you know how will we navigate this. And he, he offered a lot of options to the homeowners who were looking to get windows. You know, we can, uh, we can handle a lot of it uh, virtually. You know, we can do a lot of talking over the phone or we can send you things. And if we do come to your home, which believe it or not, most of the people were like, no, 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 I want you to come to my home. Right. You know, obviously right. wearing, wearing masks and sanitizing and, you know, keeping uh, hands and feet covered and not touching a lot of stuff. So we really took steps to protect the customers and make them feel safe. But again, it, to me, that was surprising that the majority of the customers were like, no, we still want you to come. So mm-hmm. it really, like mm-hmm. I said, it didn't, it didn't slow us down at all. It actually uh, accelerated us. Wow, that's amazing. Scott, we're getting close to the end of the show. Um, if somebody's listening right now and they say, I want to be a part of that, that sounds so exciting. I want to be a part of that. How will they find out more about Windows Direct and get in touch with you? Well, I've, I've got three things they can do. The first thing they could do is go to our website. We have a franchise-specific web, website. It's windowsdirectusafranchise.com. There's no spaces or or slashes or anything in there. So that's windowsdirectusafranchise.com. The second way, they could call me directly, 770-329-1515, or they could email me directly, and that is s.groves, G-R-O-V-E-S, at windowsdirectusa.com. Wonderful. So we're down to those final three questions. The first one is, if there is someone listening who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest that they do to prepare for the process? Well, the first thing is, is I, and this maybe seems like common sense, but I would look at my finances and make sure I am prepared to take that step. There are so many people that they think they're ready, but they're really not. And, and when you're opening a new business, um, whatever you know, whatever franchise you're looking into, whether it's Windows Direct USA or somebody else, take the you know we provide what's called a franchise disclosure document, and in there it talks about here is the necessary money that it's going to take, especially over that first six to twelve months. A lot of people will look at a franchise fee. And in their mind, they're thinking, okay, so I've got the money for the franchise fee, and I've got a little bit extra over that, but really that's only going to get them maybe two or three uh, months into their business. Well, if they haven't got the wheels turning, then they sort of flounder. Uh, So Mm -hmm. I would say making sure their finances are in order would be one thing. And then for, uh, for a second thing, I would make sure that you have some people in mind that you can surround yourself with as you build your team. So 
again, as you start a business, some of these uh, new franchisees, they forget. They think it's just them, but it's not uh-huh. just you, right? You, there's uh-huh. going to be installers uh-huh. and there's going to be salespeople and eventually you're going to have some administrative people in the office and things like that. Um, so start thinking early on about who might be your team and surround yourself with the best possible people. Yeah, that's great advice because they do sometimes think it's just them, but then um, are, are drowning in six months to a year when the work does start coming in. What do I do now? So the second question here is what are two traits, and I know you may have mentioned this along the way, what are two traits that make a successful franchisee? Well, I'm just talking from our experience, and the two things I would say, the first thing is are you teachable and trainable? They're they're sort of the the, the same thing, but um, do you have that ability to learn a system, learn a process, and apply it. So that, that, that would be the first thing. And then the second thing goes along with what I just said. Are you able to motivate a team to perform at a high level? Because you, uh-huh. you hit it, Linda. It's not just going to be them. As that business starts to grow, one person can only do so much. Uh-huh. I've met franchisees over the years who they actually owned their own business at one time, and they tried to do it all. You know, they were Mm -hmm. the admin. They were answering the phone, scheduling the appointments, running the sales calls, putting the windows in themselves, trying to run service calls. And and you, you, you hit it right on the head. They drowned. They drowned. Yeah. So, yeah. So being able to motivate a team to perform at a high level would be that second trait. Yeah, definitely. So the final question here is you've been in franchising for a while. So what does the future of franchising look like? It's super bright. Um, I talk to a lot of other business owners. I have a lot of friends who own businesses that are not franchises. And a common theme among them is, boy, I wish I would have joined this franchise or I wish I would have because they have no support. They have Mm -hmm. nobody to lean on. They have nobody to bounce ideas off of. And sometimes they get stuck. And like you said, if somebody is with a strong franchise with a good leadership team, they're there. They're there to bounce those ideas off of or to get support or point you in the right direction. And so a lot of these guys that I know and girls, guys and girls, that own these businesses that wish they were with franchises, they've told me that, you know, they think the future is more and more people that look to go into business ownership are going to be going the franchise route. So I think it's a very bright future. Yeah, I have to agree with you because so many times people go into business because they love a widget, whatever that widget is. But then they find out the business has nothing to do with that widget. You know, the Mm. one thing that they love to do that uh, they have so many other things that to run a business that pulls them away from that widget. Whereas if you plug into a franchise that has the systems, has the infrastructure set up, then you can still enjoy the widget. That's right. I totally agree with what you just said. Yeah. So Scott, one more time, if somebody's listening, they want to get in touch with you and find out more about Windows Direct, how would they do that? Okay, yeah, once again, three methods. You can go to our franchise website, which is windowsdirectusafranchise.com. 
You can call me directly at 770-329-1515, or you can email me at s.groves, G-R-O-V-E-S, at windowsdirectusa.com. Wonderful, Scott. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Um, I loved hearing your stories, and uh, I'm going to keep my eye on Windows Direct, that's for sure. Thank you, Linda, and it was a pleasure being here. Thank you for asking me. Absolutely. So, folks, as always, I'm going to leave you with a quote. This one may seem a little odd up front, but just stay with me. So this is a quote by an unknown. Don't stare at the closed door too long. You'll miss the window opening. And the reason I chose this is because, you know, we may find ourselves today looking at that door. And maybe that door is a closed door to your career. The pandemic has really um, put a lot of pressure on businesses and individuals as they've had to scale back. So you might want to look around because, you know, there may be a window opening, and that new opening may be an opportunity. That opportunity could be your could be an opportunity for you to be a part of a franchise, to start a new career, to really break away from that corporate environment. Maybe you can tap into that and become that business owner that you've always wanted to be. Thanks, folks, for joining me today on All Things Franchising, and I'll see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.